0: Welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. We help you stay happy, healthy and whole so your small business can thrive and stay vital in this ever-changing world with
1: holistic coaches and small business owners, Jill and Dan.
0: Hello and welcome to the Small Business Whole Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel.
1: Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners.
0: Hello, listeners. And today we are going to start another of our four part mini series and this one is all about the four doctors and we have done a podcast before about the four doctors again just a single one and we kind of went through them all but this time I'm going to break them down much more and have a a podcast a special episode for each one so the four doctors kind of sit alongside the foundation principles I like to think of the foundation principles as the spoke of the wheel and the four doctors of what make the wheel spin um so this is what Makes the world go
1: around, right, Dan? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting kind of way to think about it, isn't it? We have the six foundation principles of health, but yeah, the four doctors incorporate those six foundation principles, so it can get a little bit confusing. But once we start talking about it, it kind of it makes sense a little bit. And we obviously learned this through the Czech Institute, but it's based on ancient Greek uh, methodology by Hippocrates, who said every person contains three physicians, so Dr. Diet, Dr. Quiet, and Dr. Happiness, now that we're a lot more sedentary, Paul Czech of the Czech Institute developed Dr. Movement because we we don't move as much as what we used to. So it might sound oversimple. And whenever I've tried to describe it to people in the past, they sometimes laugh saying you've got Dr. Diet and Dr. Happiness inside you. But it's kind of, when we break it down, it'll, it'll make a little bit more sense. And Listening to these four doctors can cure all disease and unhappiness that you have if you really learn to listen to what they, they're telling you. So hopefully you find this interesting, and uh, we're just going to do one in each episode, aren't we? So we're going to start with Doctor Diet today.
0: Yeah. So like Dan said, like some of these things sound really simple, but that is actually the beauty of them. Because <laughs> my favorite quote that Dan came out with was, "We are complex, but not complicated." Is that right? and another one that comes to
1: mind there is the antidote to complexity is simplicity yeah sometimes you just break things down and strip everything back it's really simple actually
0: yeah and you know what like you say there's so much out there so much confusion and I think we've got the most information that we've ever had as a race of people we're the cleverest that we've ever been but we're the stupidest as well Sometimes you just need to go back to that simplicity. And for me, the four doctors, I actually use the four doctors more than the foundation principles. Although since we did the foundation principles and I've been teaching it more, I've kind of got into the foundation principles (laughs) a bit more and kind of left the four doctors again. So I need to get back into the four doctors as well. But like you say, they sit hand in hand. But again, very simple. But these things like the foundation principles, I mean, we did an episode on each one we could do another five episodes on each one, couldn't we? And each of those, you can go as deep into this as you want, really, can't you?
1: Yeah, and hopefully when we start describing what these things are, I just want people to get those light bulb moments and you might not listen to the whole episode and take everything on board, but there might just be one or two things where you think, oh, that's that's the sign I was getting from my inner doctor diet. Maybe if I just tweak this a little bit and that's that's all you need. And then a little change has a drastic effect. So yeah, Dr. Yeah. Diet is the, the first one we're going to talk about and it's, yeah, it's interesting and it's, it's as simple as Dr. Diet, it just involves the food and water or the mm-hmm. food and liquid that you have and it's, it's that's as simple as, as it is really, but obviously we know, like Jill, like you said, there's so much information out there now, people suffer from that whole paralysis by analysis, there's millions, literally millions of diet books out there, so no wonder people are confused and getting things wrong and suffering the negative consequences.
0: Yeah so each of the we're going to say like we're doing Dr Diet today like we said so what Dan just touched on there the foundation principles that would fit in here would be nutrition and hydration but also I also think a little bit of mindset as well like what are you feeding your brain what are you what are you um, how are you reacting how you're showing out there in the world so Dr. Diet, if I'll make a start on it rather than us rambling on about what it is, <laughs> let's start. Dr. Diet is the source, the chief source of acquired energy. So if you are feeling low energy, you've got fatigue, Dr. Diet is always the place to start because this is the doctor that gives you your energy, right?
1: Yeah, depending on how balanced and dialed in your diet is, it can give you energy, but it can take energy away as well. That's, that's mm. an important an important note because we all know when we eat the wrong thing or we have we eat too much of something then it can really slow us down it can make us sleepy. you can even like send us to sleep if we you think well how can eating which gives you energy send you to sleep so you could be eating too much of it or you could be eating the wrong thing
0: mm. so i
1: know you're going to talk about a little bit later the human body is like the bio battery the foods that we eat should charge that battery up yeah. and the, the typical thing that we do i think in the more in the western culture is you, you have some food and then you think, oh, I need to have a lie down or go for a nap. But really food should give you energy pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's things you can do to help digest better, like go for a walk or do some gentle exercise. Food should not send you to sleep. Okay, It's, it's an energy given substance, but we have to get them in the right ratios and we have to eat the right things for our metabolic type.
0: Yes, very good. Um, So Dr. Diet is the one, if you need to make any changes in your life, like, I don't know, change a job, for example, you need to have your nutrition and your doctor diet on point to be able to give you energy to make that change. Yeah, like everything is interlinked in your life and all these foundation principles and all these doctors are all interlinked. None of them are more important than the other, are they? But it's kind of like, if you want to propel yourself towards your dream, you have to have your nutrition on point.
1: Yeah, that's uh, what you said Every system feeds in to the other. That's one of the, the main things I enjoyed learning about one through the Czech Institute. It's called a cybernetic system. You kind of take from one and not see an effect in the other. Even coming down in the bodily systems, if your respiratory system is compromised, it's going to have an effect on your circulatory system, on your reproductive system. All the systems play into each other, and you kind of just damage one and expect the others to remain healthy, Okay and that works vice versa if you if you're going to make one healthier it's going to bring the rest up as well so it's important to find which one you're out of balance in the most and then spend your most time energy and resources bringing that one up and that'll give you the most kind of bang for your buck so to speak
0: yeah exactly and uh dr diet talks to you through your metabolism so if uh, i know a lot of women who are weight loss resistant and they have um, got some thyroid problems sometimes uh, the thyroid can be um, a little bit confused by the diet culture. (laughs) The whole put weight on, take weight off, put weight on, take weight off, put weight on. That can really mess around with your metabolism long-term as well. So that's showing you that Dr. Diet needs attention if you are weight loss resistant and you you need to really start looking after Dr. Diet and paying him a visit or her a visit regularly you know what i always think nutrition stuff it's not hard is it really
1: no not really like you said we can probably give give you 10 points and that would sum up nutrition but it becomes hard because food gets addictive Mm -hmm. Um, people eat emotionally they react to stress they can either starve themselves or they can they can overeat changes in temperature and climate can affect what you eat Diet culture, like you say, religion stops you from eating what your body might be telling you. So there's, in a nutshell, nutrition is quite easy, but like you say, humans are complex. So
0: yeah, it can get yeah. a bit complicated, yeah. So let's talk a bit about sad crap. <laughs> <laughs> so a sad crap is S-A-D-C-R-A-P, obviously, and it stands for Standard American, or we could say English as well, so said yeah diet standard american diet which is probably very similar our diet's probably very similar to that that's the sad bit and the crap bit is carbohydrates refined additives and preservatives so those are the kind that's the kind of diet that we're all eating now isn't it like the majority of people are eating a sad crap diet
1: that comes from the the government guidelines we've spoke about the food pyramid before that we get taught to eat which mainly involves they say the majority of your food should come from kind of whole grains complex carbohydrates like pasta and bread and rice mm. and avoid we've been mentioned for years avoid red meat as much as you can and that's in england but even in america now they're trying to pass laws where you only have is it two or four pounds of red meat per year that's a new oh, guideline really? they're trying to look at yeah some people eat that per day um, i probably eat
0: that per day that's yeah. like
1: a- I don't think it's being passed, but that's what Biden wants to bring in. Um,
0: You're joking.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my so, God. that's just crazy. So, we get told to eat bread and pasta and rice and cut out animal foods. Yet, since like years ago, since they brought this food pyramid in, the rates of obesity, diabetes, cancer, metabolic issues, heart disease, they all continue to rise. So, something's not going on because you literally are what you eat. And if people are following this food pyramid and we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker, then something's going wrong. Like results do not lie. Maybe we should listen to our ancestral DNA and start getting these animal fats in. Like you don't see fat lions and tigers who just eat what they naturally meant to eat. So we, we were just speaking off air before we came before we came on. There's a a saying, I think it's a book, isn't it? As well, lions don't eat leaves and giraffes don't eat sticks.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. And you don't see obese wild animals. They don't die of heart disease or cancer because they eat what they're meant to eat. And if we get back to eating what we're meant to eat, all these metabolic issues and cancers will probably fade away.
0: Good one, Dan. That was a bit of a good rant that you had there. So let's just take an interlude for a moment to talk about Dan's new diet experimentation that he hasn't <laughs> started yet. It could well be in the near future. <laughs> so Dan is turning true carnivore, aren't you?
1: I'm, I'm considering it. I'm, I'm leaning more and more towards having a bit of an experimentation of being a carnivore but what I've done is since I've been thinking about this I've actually rebelled a little bit and just <laughs> bloody been eating carbohydrates all the time so I think I just need to get it on my system and uh, yeah. I want to go I want to try carnivore because believe it or not like even though I'm into health and all this type of thing I've never followed a really strict diet protocol so to some degree I, I should really experience it to know what clients mm-hmm. and things go through so yeah, I'm, think, I'm thinking about doing it, yeah.
0: Well, that's your first stage, isn't it? Like, as soon as somebody tells you you've got to start doing a diet, that you start rebelling against. <laughs> that's exactly what I've
1: done, yeah. And I don't I don't feel good for it, so. <laughs> uh,
0: I remember when I was about to start, I don't know, my mum was going like, come join Weight Watchers with us. when I was feeling a bit overweight once. And I remember just the thought of going to Weight Watchers, like, and starting a diet, then made me go to McDonald's and stuff, something <laughs> I never do. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. yeah i found myself in mcdonald's thinking, why am i in here and then i was realizing it's because i'm going on a diet next week like my, i swear it, i swear it's some kind of psychological thing
1: that scarcity yeah. thing i am I'm, I must be thinking i'm not going to have these carbohydrates ever again i'm going <laughs> carnivores and get as much as you can now when it's just totally self-imposed there's no one forcing people yeah, to do it
0: exactly um, I, i've got a real problem with with authority like people telling me what to do and that includes myself telling me what to do it's like what what's going on here? i need to get that sorted
1: yeah so. exactly but <laughs> so the, and, oh, yeah, my one. whole my whole thing is like with the carnivore it's i mean i don't have a problem eating carbohydrates and fruits and vegetables i quite like all that food but i just don't think it's optimal for me and the more i read into kind of how good organ meats are and how we developed as a, the, a human species and our brains developed. It was through meat and killing big animals and eating them. And we were talking about this before we came on air as well, that animals are just a, a condensed form of vegetables really, aren't they? Because it's the closed organic cycle. Yeah. So the, the the plants and the vegetables grow in soil and then animals eat the plants and then we eat the animals. So we're just eating the vegetables, which happen to have just turned into a cow or a deer. <laughs> so I think it's on average it takes... If a a cow or a lamb or a deer, I think it's seven pounds of vegetation for one pound of meat. So that's where the whole eating healthy meats, it's that nutritional density. So Mm -hmm. you can get all these vitamins and minerals, which we traditionally told come from vegetables, but they're in a condensed version in a big, juicy, healthy steak. So yeah, that's and in organ meats like heart and liver and things like that. These are really, really healthy. And and going back to kind of Western prices studies, these ancient tribes where we developed from, the liver and the heart was the prize of the kill that was was the healthiest part. So, so yeah, that's what I kind of my. um, We've (laughs) spoken about archetypes before, and there's an archetype rising in me. Like, I'm going back to a hunter gatherer. So, I'll be out in the bloody fields in a loincloth and a spear, I think, soon.
0: I'll see you running past with a, <laughs> with a bow and arrow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm all for it, Dan. I'm, uh, I'm supportive of you on this journey. I want to see what happens to you yeah. um, from an experimental space. But, yeah, I'm all for, for knowing where the meat comes from. Obviously, I couldn't, like, do the hunter thing myself, mm. personally. But, yeah, it's... Uh, it's um, Definitely, like that's why you really need high quality meat as well, like oh, wild yeah. if you can, because it's it's so much better for you. So while you were just touching on Weston Price, there, let's talk a little bit about him. So Weston Price was a um, is a dentist who went out in the 1930s and he decided to go track loads of tribes around the world, didn't he? And he um, made his he wrote a book. What's it called? Nutrition and
1: physical degeneration
0: physical degeneration and um, it was kind of mocked by his peers at the time but now it's been um, rediscovered by a lot of people and actually he was right in a lot of the stuff that he was talking about so he went around to these tribes to um, measure their heads and their mouths and and their jaws and things and um, we came up with some really interesting theories and uh, one of the theories was he's tracked their diet and he always noticed that tribes who had meat in them were always healthier. Like, um, there, of course, if you're living in a tribal land, there will be times when you can't get meat. So, the, but he noticed that the tribes would always prefer meat. That was their preferred source of um, food, and like fruit and veg was just like kind of a, a, a last minute, <laughs> what was the word, emergency thing if they yeah, couldn't it was get meat.
1: Kind of a in times of scarcity, they would they would start eating vegetables, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah. So. Um, Meat in their diet. All the tribes who had meat in their diet were much healthier than the tribes who didn't have meat in the diet. Like not having meat in your diet is the sign that, from an evolutionary purpose, that you're not a very good hunter. What we were saying, we were saying, we we're talking about this, weren't we, off air? That you're like the shit hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if
1: you just if you just live on fruits, and this is not like a, a scientifically proven theory, but it's, a, it's it's a concept which kind of makes sense to me anyway. If you only eat fruits and vegetables, you're signalling to your DNA that you're a crap hunter and that you're pretty <laughs> worthless in the tribe, because the tribe, yeah, depends on big animals. Like in in times of winter when you cut, there's no fruits and vegetables around. If you haven't learned to hunt or fish, you're a pretty worthless tribe member. You need to go out there and kill a bloody woolly mammoth or catch a salmon or something that's going to help feed the tribe. And if all you've learned to do is bloody get apples out of a tree in the middle of winter dig, and, up,
0: oh, dig up a potato up
1: pretty shit yeah
0: yeah so maybe we should call this the shit the shit hunter theory <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so if you're living on a diet of um fruit and veg then that's that's signaling to your body that you're not a very good hunter it makes so much sense to me this dad
1: yeah well i think we've just been conditioned we have like an emotional attachment with animals as well that mm. and we do have an emotional attachment attachment with animals like dogs and cats and pets. And we we taken away from the killing an animal. We just think a chicken or a or a cow or a pig, it turns up in the butcher or the supermarket, or it turns up on your plate, or it turns up in fast food. Mm. And we've been taken away from actually what that animal was and taken taken a life and knowing that life eats life where you need to kill animals to, to survive. Mm-hmm. Um which is another th- another thing that I've been kind of fascinated in lately as well with the whole carnivore thing i've never experienced killing an animal well apart from a fish i've killed a fish and eaten it and so i suppose i've experienced a little bit but like again the whole ancestral thing i want to experience what it's like to go and kill like a big animal like a deer and then really worship that animal and be appreciative and kind of respectful that that animal is going to give its life to to feed me and then hopefully i'll use that energy to make a positive change in the world do you know what I mean instead of it, a piece of beef or pig or chicken just turning up on a plate and not being aware of where it came from so yeah I think I think everyone should experience that at least once I know we all can't be hunter and gatherers and go out and really kill all our meals but to at least experience it once it'll probably give you more of an appreciation of your food and I think that's really important and that's probably one of the big missing factors in Dr Diet these days we think it just turns up on a plate but it was once an animal wasn't it
0: yeah. I, oh, Dan, I'm, I'm with you on this. Yes. Go for it. <laughs> it's so true, though. We just see an animal in a burger and don't associate that with, like, we, I mean, we don't, we just see a burger. And we don't associate that that has come from an alive living creature that has sacrificed its life to give you that burger. <laughs> I'm almost still talking to my sons about this. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, Sacrifice like, is a good, is a really good word. Yeah.
0: Yeah so you know like it's that whole appreciation of a creature has given its life so that you can en- enjoy your life and give you energy and it's it's a whole cycle of the world isn't it you know and if you're just eating animals that have been brought up really badly they're full of stress hormones anyway because they're not living a nice life Um, they're full of other things that they get injected into them and then they get they get killed and are made into mass food products. That is not a high energy level food. Whereas, if you go out and there's an animal out there that is living its best life, it's out in the fields, it's out running, it's doing what it needs to do, and you appreciate and kill that animal, and then you take every single part. That's the thing that tribes people do they take every single part of that animal and make it into something like the, um, you know, the, uh, native americans they used the, the buffalo didn't they as their their main source of food but they used it to build their tents to to for the medicine they used it for everything and it's that appreciation of the cycle of life that that's that, that an animal has died to give you more energy that's what the essence of it is isn't it
1: yeah and it's like i forgot to mention it's an important point that you made as well that they use the whole animal we're so used to just eating chicken breast Whereas Mm. the chicken is a full animal or we're just used to eating a piece of beef where it's called eating nose to tail. So you can have ox tail, you can have ox tongue and you can eat the heart and the liver. And these are all more nutritious than the actual, just the muscle meat, which we would normally Mm -hmm. eat as well. But then, yeah, the native tribes, they would use bones to make um, tools and they would chew on the tendons and things. And they would use the tendons for like rope and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's a really respectful way to use the animal. And you were saying there that we were talking earlier about if the, uh, a cow has seven pounds of grass for one pound of meat it's a condensed form of vit- vitamins and minerals and things well that's a healthy cow but vice versa like you were saying if they've grown up and they've had a shit life and they've been injected full of full of hormones and stuff and they've, they've just eaten crap you're eating a condensed form of that as well so that's another it's still condensed form of shit, really and it's a condensed form of an unhappy life. So you are what you eat. If you haven't strange, toxic thoughts, you might be eating toxic food. If, you're, if you eat burgers all the day that are made from a shit animal that's had a horrible life and you start having weird, toxic thoughts, then start putting those two and two together. You know what I mean? That's literally what it could be. Eat a healthy animal. You're probably going to have healthy thoughts and be a healthy human. But we just don't make the connection, do we?
0: Time is now right. I was on about Western Price, so I'm going to go back there before we both diverged off into mini rants. So, Western <laughs> Price <laughs> he also saw, saw that when tribes, whenever tribes were introduced to sugar or salt, that their health deteriorated quickly. Now, we've already done a podcast on the four white devils, so go back and check that out. But he said that everything would like just fall away, their health, their teeth. He was a dentist as soon as sugar or salt were introduced into any tribal diets.
1: It's interesting because he, particularly uh, the bit that I remember in the book, it's a few years since since I read it, but it was the Native Americans who ended up going into like Western America really and having their diet of high carbohydrates and alcohol and things like that. Sad crap. Yeah, sad crap. The teeth ended up really crowded and rotten and things like that. Whereas the healthy ones who lived on a traditional diet, the teeth weren't necessarily pearly white. That's what we think are healthy teeth. They had kind of a a darker look. But once you got rid of that, say if you just brush the teeth, they were perfectly healthy and they they weren't crowded. They were perfectly aligned. And mm. um, just, just within a generation or two, the teeth were totally different on this on this diet. So I know literally, what? literally affecting your bone structure. That's that's it's
0: crazy, like, isn't it? Like, yeah, like, he said that when, yeah tribes people had the most perfect teeth when they were eating the correct diet for them because the babies would be breastfeeding for a long time long, so their jaw muscles would get stronger Then they uh, were eating the right types of diet for them they were chewing and their teeth didn't they didn't need any dental kind of stuff yeah. like nowadays you'd be hard to Hard struck to find a teenager who hasn't had wore a brace or um, had some kind of construction to their mouth.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wore a fixed brace for a year or two, and I've had fillings. That's because I grew up on a sad crap diet. Yeah, me too. The,
0: I it, haven't got any fillings, by the way. My diet yeah. was obviously not that sad. Yeah. But I did have a um, brace. You're
1: the uh, you're the normal one. To that that's normal. You know, we spoke about common and normal recently. <laughs> Like, yeah. it's, it's not that's not common. Like, you're That's how everyone should be, really. But yeah, most people do have to have quite a lot of work done on their teeth, don't they? And that's literally down to diet. Yeah, yeah.
0: And my husband hasn't had any fill ins either.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, look, the kids should be having, um, they should
0: have they perfect should, teeth.
1: Perfect teeth, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, Dan, where are we at now? What are we doing?
1: Well, the kind of the final points I've got written down is just, mm-hmm. again, like the whole. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like totally carnivorous and this <laughs> i think there's something got into us
0: i hope there's no vegans listening to the <laughs> yeah. podcast i yeah. apologize vegans and vegetarians yeah, like
1: I, I don't have a thing against them this is just i whatever, don't
0: like you
1: know i'm just channeling whatever's coming into me the, this time in my life but yeah the yeah. whole thing with people who like who push veganism the only thing i would say is from like a, a biological um survival mechanism like people like us or the majority listen to this podcast we live in kind of northern europe It's bloody freezing for six months of the years and there wasn't any vegetables grown in ice back then and there still isn't today. We can buy stuff in supermarkets, but it gets imported from different hotter countries. So we had to eat animals. It's part of our DNA. Yeah, you kind of get avocados in December in Durham. So we had to go and kill deer and rabbits and pheasants. And if we can get back to that, I think a lot of us, our health issues might clear up. Instead of being too carbohydrate-based, get into some good healthy fats and proteins which we've done other podcasts on but I just feel as though I need to reinforce that point. You're
0: you're in caveman mode at the (laughs) moment so (laughs) I'm always in cavewoman mode so all right we're talking the same language today. Um, I just want to quickly just go over a couple of things that you may find if Dr. Diet is out of alignment or has left the building entirely. Food cravings. GERD which is gastrointestinal reflux disorder. This is essentially belching up partially digested foods and often creates heartburn. How many people do you know with heartburn right now? That is quite a common thing. So um, heartburn is a, is a dietary related, bad breath, headaches within an hour of eating, pain between the shoulder blades in the chest, lower back and abdominal region low energy leading to chronic fatigue how many people do you hear say i've got chronic fatigue and nobody's really looking at what they're eating poor skin quality hey i know this um i've been now gluten free for two weeks and look at the difference (laughs) obviously the listeners can't see look at the difference
1: congrats though because it's it's not easy to, to give up foods that you like I know. Not at all, especially carbohydrate foods. They're addictive and they taste nice, so well done. Uh,
0: I can't say that I've um, been entirely good the whole time, but like I've tried and I've definitely reduced it down massively, yeah. apart from the odd time when I've forgotten and just gone, oh, I'll have a biscuit. Then I think, shit, it's full of gluten.
1: Yeah, old habits die hard, though.
0: Yeah, I'm working on it, though. You've got to work on these things, haven't oh, you? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, progress is better than perfection, right? Absolutely. Um, Poor mental function. Honestly, Dan, you will not believe, like, brain fog I didn't even know I had brain fog until I stopped eating gluten and it's just I'm on the verge of becoming a gluten evangelicalist.
1: yeah at the moment because like I've totally rebelled against my own thoughts in a weird way thinking I'm going carnivore this past week I've had a shitload of carbohydrates and my Mm. mental clarity has just gone to pot so yeah Yeah. I need to do something you're doing
0: um constipation another common problem with uh doctor diet problems uh chronic congestion in the nose um and anywhere really frequent infections colds, bouts of illnesses a distended abdominal wall foul smelling feces and or urine and a diminished sex drive those are all of the common signs that there is something wrong with doctor diet and that's something that you need to address
1: your body doesn't tell lies if you have any of these symptoms again we've said you are what you eat it's probably can be one of the easiest things to change as well i know foods are addictive but what you put into your body it shows on the inside and the outside so if you've got brain fog if you've got diminished sex drive it could be as simple as just tweaking your diet a little bit just improving the quality of the meat that you're eating Mm -hmm. or improving the amount and changing the ratios and it's as simple as that but it yeah like we've just spoke about there Jill. it can be hard to give up these things you enjoy especially if you've been doing it for your whole life it can be difficult we're not saying it's easy but but it works and it's it's really important because you were saying your your mental clarity is cleared up Mm. sometimes you don't know how bad you've got it until it gets better yeah
0: totally i didn't even know i had it now i'm living yes i'm firing on all cylinders i'm eating some weird shit like (laughs) like (laughs) what's there like the other morning i had this is an example of my breakfast i had one day because i did have breakfasts what i've really struggled with the most mm. um so because i normally just have toast and like that was it but now i'm having so the other day i had sauerkraut <laughs> a slice of turkey and some beetroot
1: different brand i can't say it would be like a lot of people would quite enjoy that i imagine if yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. i thought but it's a bit random though isn't it to have for your yeah. breakfast but, it's
1: just conditioning, though. You got conditioned to just eat either toast or cereal, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's fine. It's it's actually once you put your mind to something, it it's fine to do. You've just got to like. For me, the the main thing is I keep forgetting.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't a, got
0: that conditioning uh, yet, but uh, that'll yeah. come. It just comes with habit, doesn't it? So yeah, it takes quite a while to build a new habit. So
1: yeah, and so, if you think if you think eating beetroot and sauerkraut and turkey three weeks ago if you said you had to eat that for breakfast you'd probably be in a bit of a strop for a bit thinking <laughs> bloody hell I'm, I'm eating that for breakfast but I sometimes like to think of like it's all perspective for someone else in a different part of the world that's the best day of their life they would never ever yeah. have food that nutritious and they would think it was their birthday and Christmas rolled into one exactly had those three foods so it's just perspective and it, I know it is hard to put yourself in that scenario but there are some unfortunate people out there who don't have access to this food so
0: yeah yeah um so top tips for dr diet getting dr diet on on your side is only eat organic food we've talked about that. Eat according to your primal pattern which we've kind of touched on about not feeding leaves to the lions and sticks to the giraffes um primal pattern in um and metabolic type and there's a really good book by w- william walcott is it william walcott? bill
1: walcott yeah
0: bill Cop- Bill walcott called primal pattern eating um really interesting um whenever you do any of the tests i always come out as a protein person
1: yeah i think um, most like most of the people listening to this it'll be like obviously kind of northern europeans most people mm-hmm. are for us yeah. protein types but obviously other people live near the equator and they can obviously eat more i vegetables. think
0: you know anyway if you're like a yeah. like you can eat a load of carbs and you don't get brain fog or fatigue and feel like you want to go to sleep for like three hours after you've eaten something then oh it bloated that's another sign i can eat protein all day long and nothing happened to me um drink unchlorinated water and high quality water we've done a whole episode on water and avoid the four white devils and it's uh, flowers one of them isn't it so
1: yep and if you do all that you'll be superhuman
0: you'll be firing on all cylinders
1: that's your first inner doctor doctor diet yay and apparently he's a carnivore (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think he's
0: me. carnivorous I think it's actually Tarzan
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I apologize to any vegans or vegetarians there are obviously ways that you can get protein in
1: yeah and so there's people but, out there who are really healthy vegans and vegetarians yeah, it of just course. doesn't happen to be me at the moment so
0: it wouldn't ever be me either no, that's not a healthy thing for me to do yeah I, I can just tell
1: but if that's okay. what your are in a doctor is telling you then yeah listen
0: But maybe I'll go down the road, like my inner doctor always told me to eat gluten. (laughs) But maybe my inner doctor didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe that was my ego telling me to eat gluten. And my inner doctor has now told me not to eat gluten. And now, well, it wasn't even a doctor. It was uh, Lee who told us to stop eating gluten. And now it's making a massive difference. So, yeah, I think that's revolutionary for me.
1: Brilliant, yeah. I think we've summed that up quite well
0: yes and thank you for listening and we'll be back uh with our next doctor which is going to be doctor quiet
1: great remember you can find the podcast on apple podcasts spotify podbean google home alexa jill's website My website yep and
0: www.organicpilates.co.uk i just thought yep. i'll get in, there, in yep.
1: there quickly there we go remember we would love a little review and uh obviously a five-star rating and remember you can pass the pod to anyone who you think might enjoy our crazy ramblings about health or, <laughs> or anyone who could actually use some helpful health information
0: <laughs> yeah when they're ready to listen when they're ready to accept the medicine
1: <laughs> yeah thanks everyone
0: thank you bye